I have a brief announcement. I am a sinner. I'm pretty certain you had no idea because I cover it up pretty well. Are there other sinners here today? I won't ask you to raise your hands. Oh, wait, I already got some volunteers. Maybe the two or three of us can get together sometime. Lent, the season of our church year that we're entering today, was made for us, the sinners. Lent is a season of reflection, repentance, and traditionally fasting. It's for saying no to what's meaningless in our lives so that we can say yes to the only meaningful thing, our Lord and our God. So we're going to start with reflection. We're usually told to reflect and meditate on God and on his goodness. But during Lent, we focus our awareness on ourselves, our transients on this earth, and our mortality. When the ashes are imposed, you'll hear me say, you are dust, and to dust you will return. That sounds like a curse, and it is. This is the last thing that God said to Adam and Eve before banishing them from the Garden of Eden. It is a curse. It's also the truth, and one we find hard to accept sometimes. So we need a reminder, a reminder like Ash Wednesday, that helps us to understand the urgency of making good decisions every minute of every day. David said in Psalm 39 that you'll see on the screen, show me, Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. You've made my days a mere handbreadth. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Everyone is but a breath, even those who seem secure. This year, I don't have to reflect very long to recognize how brief life is. My husband died just a year ago, and on the anniversary of his death, I learned that a very good friend of mine, Christine, who this church prayed for for many years, she passed away on January 10. Just a week or so after that, a friend of mine from my 20s, I found out, was in hospice, and she died earlier this month. So death is hovering at the edges of pretty much all my thoughts. Is that depressing? Is that upsetting? Well... It can be, but no, not really. I do get sad. Sometimes I get upset. But I continue to experience deep joy in the Lord, and I am grateful. I'm grateful today that I have a chance to remember that I am dust. We are all of us dust. We're all dying, and that's worth reflecting on. It gives us perspective on what's important and what isn't, what we should say no to in order to say yes to something better. For example, perhaps I should say no to watching another movie on Netflix and say yes to inviting my neighbors into my home. Perhaps I should say no to ordering another thing that caught my eye on Amazon and say yes to giving those pesos to a beggar. Maybe I should say no to going down all those rabbit holes with Mr. Google, my best friend, and say yes to volunteering someplace where my research skills could be better used. Those are a few ways we can reflect this season. It's 40 days we can use to come up with some better, more long-lasting resolutions than we come up with on New Year's Day. The reflection is step one, and repentance is step two. As you reflect on what you've done with your life so far, it's likely, if you're being honest, that you will come up with some regrets, unless you're Frank Sinatra. 
areas where you've fallen short. Not just not doing the right thing, but actively choosing the wrong. So, repentance is important, and repentance means changing your ways. Matthew 4.17, from that time on, and that time was Jesus' um, journey into the desert to fast. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Every week here at church, we pray a prayer of confession together. And we allow a few moments of silence for each of us to consider our own personal sins. Then our worship leader will stand up and say, if you have humbly and sincerely repented, you are forgiven. And it's true. God forgives you whenever you are truly sorry. And you show you're truly sorry when you change your ways. And that's the meaning of repentance. While we offer a few moments each week for repentance, Lent gives us an entire season to really come to terms with the evil in our hearts and make a change. That's repentance. Not just being sorry or sad about what we've done, but changing our actions. In Psalm 139, David says, Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Sometimes we believe that what we do is not so very wrong. We're just as good as the next guy. Maybe better. Unfortunately, that attitude can get us into trouble. I don't know if you remember back in the 90s, Senator Mark Hatfield of Oregon. He was a very strong evangelical Christian, even sometimes referred to as St. Mark. But he was eventually rebuked by the Senate Ethics Committee for failing to report a number of expensive gifts. I honestly don't know why he did this. Perhaps it was more than just greed. In my imagination, my guess is that he believed his own press, thought he was a pretty good guy, and could break the rules. You and I don't have an Ethics Committee looking over our shoulder, but we do have responsibilities even when things aren't visible. For example, we could cheat on our taxes and get away with it. We could copy something that's copyrighted or intentionally violate a speed limit, and we would be very, it would be very easy for us to justify ourselves in those small things. Those are little things, but other sins can be much bigger and much more obvious to other people, even if you think you're hiding it. For example, cheating on your spouse, even if it's only in your heart. Often, other people can tell you're straying. If you don't treat your spouse with love and respect and honor, people notice, and that is breaking a vow. You vowed to love and cherish your spouse. Anger and hatred and resentment often overflow into our speech. People see that. People notice. That's an obvious thing. Jealousy and coveting gossip and bearing false witness. Those are public sins. All of these are in the Ten Commandments. This is not just the um, appearance of evil. It's actually evil. We have to be careful about those things. Let me urge you, for the sake of your soul and for your sanity, if you have a habit of comparing yourself with others and feeling that you may be coming short and come up short and you resent them, in mind, that's sin. This is their season to repent and change your heart. Small issues are large. Confess and repent. Receive God's forgiveness. He's there 
for you. The third tradition of Lent is fasting after reflection and repentance. If you didn't grow up practicing Roman Catholic, mostly Christianity, you still knew that many of your friends gave up candy, right? For several weeks. Giving up something you really like is a form of fasting. Practicing Roman Catholics now reduce how much food they eat. They give up meat on uh, Fridays for Lent. And the idea of fasting is now part of our modern culture. Have you heard of intermittent fasting? It's the way we're all going to lose a lot of weight, right? Well, I'm not talking about fitting into your pants better. I'm talking about real fasting. You might decide to give up something that you enjoy during Lent in order to be reminded that all of your joy comes from the Lord. This can be a sign, one that's probably significant only to you, that you're willing to carry your cross and follow Jesus. And that's what Wayne talked about this past Sunday, carrying your cross. Fasting is a sign of repentance, and it's an excellent one. I think there's also another that follows from repentance, and we find it in Matthew 3, 8, produce fruit in keeping with repentance. These are the words of John the Baptist, who preached repentance with a vengeance, pretty much. He was very, a powerful preacher. And this verse is not terribly well known, I don't think. It wasn't that familiar to me, but it comes right in the middle of one of John the Baptist's rants. Here's the context. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, You, brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you, that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. John does not mince words. Those who experience true repentance will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, and those who do not will be baptized with fire. The wheat will be gathered into the barn, and the chaff will be burned. Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. When I hear this, in my mind's eye, I see cherry blossoms. That might not sound normal, but that's what I do. I had the good fortune to be in Japan two springs ago during cherry blossom season. And it was a delight to the eyes. The towns and cities we visited were beautiful when in full bloom. But as we continued on our cruise, the time for the cherry blossoms passed. And the passengers on our ship were a little let down. Flowers are beautiful, they're fresh, they're delicate, they're showy, a little bit rare, since they live only briefly. They attract bees, they attract butterflies and other little pollinators. And once they are pollinated, those blossoms die because their job is done. All the energy that went into making the flower now go into making the fruit. This isn't nearly as glamorous a task. Producing fruit is harder work. Flowers blossom from buds in just a matter of days, but fruit takes months. 
I think fasting or doing the hard work of repentance means that we recognize our need to lose some of those petals and die. When you're reminded of your hunger when you fast or when you avoid a temptation to give in to that sin of anger or bitterness or jealousy or gossip, it may help to remember that you're just losing one or two of those petals and that you no longer need them. You're dying to yourself in order to live for Christ. Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Say no to what is meaningless in order to say yes to Jesus Christ, who means more than anything else. Today you'll receive a mark, ashes on your forehead, that demonstrate your promise to reflect, to repent, and to produce fruit in keeping with repentance, whether that's in good works or in fasting. Pay attention to your relationship with God during the next 40 days, and I know that God will honor your efforts. Amen.